This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. This is your host, Roman Brawley, a.k.a. Sober Bro, a.k.a. Roman the Leader, a.k.a. All right, that's enough. Um, I'll allow a few seconds for those listening on Facebook to join. In the meantime, happy 4th of July. I am here alone in the studio today. We do not have Brian. Brian is on vacation. Brian is out in Michigan enjoying his time with his lovely family. And uh, and it's just me. So we're going to do it today and uh, we're going to get this done so we can get out of here and enjoy the festivities that come with the 4th of July. Hey guys, joining in on Instagram Live and Facebook Live. Just uh, just give me a wave, give me a thumbs up, let me know you're here. Happy 4th of July, guys. Um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do things a little different today. We're going to switch it up. Um, no guest, going in solo. And, uh, and I'm just going to kind of go with it, just see where it goes. Uh, you guys, please feel free, join in, um, tune in. Let me know if you have any questions. I would love to answer some of you guys' questions today, uh, and also just have a conversation. So let's open up the conversation first and foremost. Um, thank you guys who are listening. Thank you guys who are tuning in. I appreciate it. You know, when we started this podcast a year ago, um, we really had a vision of being able to reach out to the masses, those who are in sobriety, those who are in recovery, as well as those who are not, as well as those um, who may be struggling with addiction or alcoholism or or some form of the disease, as well as family members. Uh, families often suffer, right? For those of us who are in recovery, we, we know the damage that we cause to families and friends and, and whatnot. So the vision was really to come out and, and put out some free content every week, come in and just have a conversation about recovery bring in special guests to talk about recovery, um, talk about treatment. We've, we've discussed so much in this last year and it almost feels like a, like an anniversary party because I, I think it has been about a year that we have been on the air and uh, it's been an incredible experience thus far, you know, and being able to come in here and celebrate 4th of July and, and uh, you know, 4th of July is one of those, one of those holidays that, it's really founded in um, rich history of our country, right? It's the independence of the United States. It's where we declared we are our own nation. We are no longer a part of Britain. And, uh, you know, for me, it's it's all about freedom. Uh, this is also happens to be one of the heaviest drinking holidays, right? It's where uh, most of us... Um, who are not in recovery or not sober, uh, we kind of we kind of plan the day around drinking uh, and uh, alcohol, right? It, it, it's uh, we're buying beers, we're buying uh, we're buying alcohol, we're we're 
hanging out with friends and family, uh, and, and it's a day to drink. It's a day to get drunk, right? But for us who are in recovery and in sobriety, you know, what is it for us? Well, it's a, it's a day of doing the same things without drinking, right? It's really a day of spending time with family, with friends, with the people that you love, and celebrating freedom, you know? And uh, for those tuning in, um, just just give me a hello. What's up? Let me know you're here. Um, I want to talk about freedom today. You know, I want to talk about what that means to me personally. I want to talk about what that means to uh, being sober, being a sober man, uh, being in recovery, you know, having freedom from the bondage of self. Uh, having freedom from my addictions and my alcoholism, uh, having freedom to do whatever it is that I want to do in life. And that's something that I think uh, a lot of people who are thinking about maybe getting sober or thinking about a life of abstinence, it's a little bit scary, you know, uh, thinking about, wow, like I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to be able to smoke weed again or do drugs again. That's a scary thought, and the reason it's scary is because it's something unknown, right? Uh, we as humans have primal fears. One, one of those primal fears is fear of the dark, right? It comes, it comes from when we used to live in caves and we didn't have, we didn't have light. And uh, before fire, basically when the sun went down, you went in the cave because there were things at night that would, that would come and get you. Right, and and I'm not talking about the boogeyman. I'm talking about animals and whatnot. We're going way back. That's a primal fear. Uh, there's also a fear of falling, right? Which is a which is a good fear. <laughs> you don't want to fall off of something high and get hurt. You know, and I, another primal fear is a fear of the unknown, a fear of change. You know, thinking about doing something or, or living a way that you have never lived or doing something you have never done before. You know, there is fear surrounding that. And it seems so, it seems so crazy for those of us who have lived in such terrible places in our lives and, and, and our addiction has taken us to some terrible places, right? Um, to think that it's more comfortable to continue doing the same thing, although I know it's bad for me and I, I know that the consequences are going to come and I know it's, it, it's not the best way that I can be living, but it's comfortable and it's familiar because it's something I've already done, right? Uh, I know what it's like to get locked up. I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to be crowd surfing. I understand that. It's familiar. I've done it before, um, I'm not afraid of it. I know what to expect, you know? So when, when confronted with my, with my addiction and, and with the consequences, more importantly, and having this option put in front of me of, of living this life of sobriety, this life of abstinence, it really does seem scary because I've never done that. I don't know what that's like, you know? And, and let me know if that's something that you guys relate to. You know, this fear of the unknown, and, and we can even go further. We don't have to just confine this conversation about addiction or alcoholism. Although I am the sober bro, like that's that's what we're talking about, and this is Sober Life Audio Experience. But like in other aspects of, of life, like a new relationship, there's some certain fear that's involved 
with jumping into a new relationship. Maybe you've been single for a long time and it's familiar and you know it and you're used to it and it's comfortable. Uh, maybe it's moving to a new place. Maybe it's switching careers. Maybe you've been stuck at the same job for years and you hate your job and you can't stand it and you're not making the money that you feel that you deserve but you're scared to branch out. You're scared to go look for a new job because you've never done that, right? That is the fear that we're talking about. And freedom, right? Going back to freedom that we're talking about, freedom is right on the other side of that fear, right? And and, and how you overcome that fear is simply by overcoming that fear, right? There's tons of books out there and tons of podcasts and, and YouTube shows and, and videos and movies. There's tons of information out there about how to overcome fear, how to face your fear, how to, how to, um, uh, to, to, to live into your dreams and how to, um, overcome obstacles. And there's tons of literature out there and, and people have studied it for years and years and years. But simply put, the best way to overcome your fear is to overcome your fear. Simply doing what it is that you are scared to do, right? And you're, and you're like, Roman, obviously, if it wasn't scary, I would have done it already. Obviously, right? But, but, but here's, here's the thing is, unless you take action, unless you do, unless you make a decision followed by action, you're going to be paralyzed by this fear, right? And uh, we all know what that's like. We all know what the, the fear paralysis feels like and looks like. And that's a, that's a worse place to be, right? If you don't like your job and you hate your job, that's even better than being paralyzed by fear, right? But once you make the decision that you are going to go out and look for a new job or you're, you're going to go out and get a relationship or you are going to get sober. Once you make that decision, it needs to immediately be followed by some action. Do what it is that you want to do. Freedom. That's what we're talking about. You know, another thing with freedom, and I'll say this is, you know, earlier I said freedom of bondage of self. And you're like, what does that mean? I'm not familiar. I haven't read that book. I don't know that saying. Freedom from bondage of self simply means that my ideas, my way of being, the, the way that I view the world, the way that I do things, uh, uh, the way that I perceive situations, I am no longer a slave to my made-up reality, right? The, the things I think I know or the things I think I don't know. Like, I'm no longer a slave to that. For me, I have freedom from my alcoholism. Now, that doesn't mean I can go out and drink today. By no means. But what it means is that I don't have to drink against my will today. You know, I'm not a slave. I'm not a victim of my disease. I'm not a victim of alcoholism, right? Um, you know, not to dive too, too much into it, but I am a member of a 12-step support group called Alcoholics Anonymous, and I can break my own anonymity, and that's not a problem. I do it on a regular basis. Now, when I participate in this 
this support group, this this fellowship of people in recovery from alcoholism. When I first started coming around, I heard a lot about powerlessness, right? And if you are in those places, then you know what I'm talking about. You're powerless over your disease. You're powerless over alcohol and your life is unmanageable. You cannot make decisions. You have a mental uh, you have a mental obsession, you have a spiritual malady, you are powerless and you need to find power greater than yourself. It's all over the literature and, you know, it's something that personally I struggled with for a long time. I had to really understand what powerless meant. It means without power, Right? And in recovery and in sobriety, I have to have to be aware that powerless doesn't mean that I don't have the ability to make decisions and take action. It simply means <laughs> that I am powerless over alcohol and drugs, meaning that once I do alcohol or I drink alcohol or I do some drugs, I, I, I'm, I, I can't stop, right? It means I, I have no power. No resistance from stopping. Now, what it also means, if I'm not af- actively working a uh, a plan of um, action, if I'm not actively in some step work, if I'm not actively doing a program of recovery, it also means that I'm powerless over picking up a drink in the first place. Right? It means that I can go to bed tonight completely sober, wake up in the morning completely sober in a, in a sober state of mind, be powerless over picking up that drink. It means, and this is my experience and, and probably yours if you are suffering from addiction or alcoholism, it means that many days I woke up and I said, not today, Today, I will not drink, I will not do drugs no matter what. Today is the day that I stop. And then by 10 a.m., I'm drinking and I'm doing drugs. And I'm asking myself, what happened, Roman? Again? You did this again? That's what powerless means. And without a, a, a source of power, right? And this can be your higher power. This can be um, your fellowship. This could be many things. It just has to be greater than you. Right, you have to have some reliance on something greater for you, and and we're simply talking about recovery, right? And that's where I had to, I had to, um, I had to understand that my powerlessness doesn't mean that I can't work. It doesn't mean that I can't have a happy life. It doesn't mean I'm powerless over every aspect of my life, it simply means that I'm powerless over drinking and doing drugs. It simply means that once I once I do pick up, I can't stop. Without sufficient consequences, I will not stop. Right? It doesn't mean that I I don't have the power to get in my car and drive myself to a rest like it doesn't mean I can't do anything else. So I just want to I just want to get clear with that before we move on. Powerless simply means you are powerless over your disease until you find a power that is greater than you and however that works. Now, I want to go back to freedom, right? That's what this day is all about. Fourth of July, freedom, independence, right? America, 
Independence. What does independence mean? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Independence. It means depending on myself. It means being able to depend on me to make decisions, to live my life the way that I want to live. It means that I have the freedom to do whatever it is that I want to do in this world. Right? And you may be like, what? Independence, but you just said you need to depend on a power greater than yourself. It goes hand in hand, right? It's like a relationship. It's like a relationship that I have. Yes, I have the power, but I also need to tap into another source of power. It means when it comes to my alcoholism and my addiction, yes, I need some help and I need some support, but that doesn't mean I am powerless in every aspect of my life. I can be independent. I can depend on myself. And as I continue to be sober and as I develop some time and as I learn some more about my disease and my alcoholism and my addiction, as I get informed about what's really going on, I can independently make decisions, right? In the book, it says that we are able to make decisions that used to baffle us, right? What does that mean? It means that I'm clear-headed. It means that I have trust. I trust myself. I have some um, self-reliance, right? It means that I can do and be whatever I want to be. And that's something that, you know, is, is really near and dear to my heart. Now we're getting into the juicy stuff, right? Bear with me. So this was all to set up this conversation, and this is what I want to talk about. Last night, many of you guys know, excuse me, many of you guys know that um, Brian and I uh, just opened a new treatment center in downtown San Diego, intensive outpatient treatment center for those who are suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction, right? We have a full clinical staff. Uh, you know, clients come five days a week or three days a week for five hours or six hours a day, depending on their level of care and their needs. Like it's a full on treatment center. And that's what we decided that we wanted to do. And, and it's for many different reasons. One reason being that as, um, as this, as addiction, I'll just say it like this, as addiction and alcoholism continue to evolve and change and as um, addicts and alcoholics continue to evolve and change, treatment should also evolve and change, right? And uh, don't get me wrong, I am a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, but it uses a book that was written in 1930s, right? Some of the concepts and principles in that book, and most importantly, some of the information in that book, just don't apply to 2018, right? And what we've also seen is that, you know, working in treatment the last six years at every level of care, what I've seen is that some of these, some of these treatment models, some of these treatment methods are outdated. You know, they're, they're from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And don't get me wrong, they worked for a long time. But addiction and alcoholism Addicts and alcoholics continue to evolve and they continue to change, you know, and I, and we really believe that the solution, that treatment 
needs to also evolve and change. So we decided to open up our own treatment center where we're doing some things that are very different. One of the things that we're doing different is we're focusing on emotional intelligence. And you may work in treatment and you may say, Roman, we already do that in treatment. Well, well, let me back up. So we focus on working with young, the younger population, right? 18 to 30-year-olds. 18 to 30-year-olds today are vastly different than 18 to 30-year-olds were, let's say, 20 years ago, right? The drugs are different. The scene's different. People are getting loaded earlier in life. Uh, consequences are different. Uh, family dynamics are different. S- like, society is different, right? And what we need to what we need to do is we need to be able to adapt we need to be able to um also change we need to be able to come up with different methods right so one of the things that we're doing different is this emotional intelligence piece and and really for this younger population um it's it's super important right because a problem that i don't i don't know if you can relate but i got sober young and I had no emotional regulation skills whatsoever. I didn't know if I was sad, mad, coming or going or angry or I didn't know what the hell was happening. You know, I got sober and I was just a mess. I was crying when I was angry. I was laughing when I was sad. It was just a mess. I had no emotional regulation skills. And so that's something that we we focus on. But I, I don't want to, I'm not here to talk about the treatment center. I'm not even here to talk about treatment. I'm here to talk about freedom. And uh, where I'm going with this is last night we had a group of young people uh, where we met up and we partook in a meeting, uh, a young people's meeting. And uh, afterwards we had a, we had a discussion, we had a conversation. And this is, I'd say for the large part, there was, there was 20 plus people here. And everyone was under the age of 30. And it, what was so great about it was we were able to have conversations about what's really going on in this world, what's really going on in us, and to really be free and open up about our situation, you know? And um, it was just so beautiful to see 20-plus people who are under the age of 30, who are sober, who have made the decision to change their life, whether they were court-ordered there or not. They had made the decision, and we were in a group together. And and this was after a meeting, and we were able to have a conversation. And the conversation wasn't about cars or sports or... um or girls or boys. It, what, the conversation wasn't about superficial surface level stuff the conversation was about deep meaningful principles ideas it 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 was really we we were deep and honest and authentic with our with each other we were able to say hey listen like i i i noticed that you know you're you're struggling with some identity issues like i also struggle with identity issues it was just so amazing to see um, these young people who are in sober to be able to talk and, and, and really be and like live into a way of being that I know for me, I never thought I would I would be this person. 
And, you know, in the conversation last night, uh, I brought that up. Like, how many of you guys thought that you would ever be sitting here in a circle talking about some real deep shit, sober, you know, not under the influence of, of alcohol or drugs? And, uh, and it was surprising, it, it, all of us, right? We had never imagined that our life would, would be what it is today. You know, I often look back and, I, and, I'm, and I'm astounded by how far I've come. And I'm not giving myself, I'm not tooting my own horn or, or giving myself props. It is, however, something I'm highly proud of. But I'm just, I'm just so happy today because I never thought in a million years when I was 23 years old and I was homeless and I had just got out of prison, I never thought that one day my life would look like this. But more importantly, I never thought I would have the freedom and the happiness to enjoy life and to really go out and live into my vision and my mission and follow my dreams. I never thought that that was a reality. I never thought that that was going to take place. And here I am doing that. And here I was last night with a group of other young, sober people who are doing that, who never thought that they would have the opportunity. And it's just so great to see that. We're talking about, we're talking about freedom. That's it. We're simply talking about freedom. You know, and, and, and the thing about sobriety and um, thing about recovery, the thing about this sober life um is is that it, it it allows me the opportunity to to reimagine what my dreams are right when i was a kid i had dreams we all had dreams we all wanted to do something with our life like uh i wanted to be an astronaut right my younger brother he wanted to be a pirate <laughs> you know he was a little strange but he wanted to be a pirate Right, we all wanted to be things, whether it was a princess or a doctor or, or um, whatever it is. We all had dreams when we were younger, and something happened along the way where we stopped following our dreams. And for me, I remember what it was. It was actually a teacher told me, "You know how hard it is to become an astronaut." And, and somewhere, I sold out on my dream. Right, and somebody told my brother, like. Pirates don't exist, right? And he sold out on his dream. And uh, and that's what happens in life, and it's nobody's fault, right? We learn from society. We learn from our parents, and God bless their heart. They did the best that they could based on the information that they had. We learn from our teachers and our school system, and bless their heart, right? They're not making a whole lot of money. They're doing the best that they can. You know, they're not getting the funds that education needs to provide a world-class education, right? And, and, our, and our society tells us this, these things that we should be this and do this and go here and do that. And what you need to do is you need to get good grades in high school so you can go to college and you need to go to college for four years so you can get a degree because once you get a degree, you can get this job and this job will have health benefits and this job you'll be able to save from this job and get a house. And then once you get this house, you pay your mortgage, right? And once you pay your mortgage, you find a woman or or whatever and you get in a relationship and then you have kids and then you raise your kids. That's that's what society tells us to do. And nowhere 
do they say, hey, listen, if you want to be an astronaut, then be an astronaut, right? So I sold out on my dreams and my goals, right? Now, what sobriety has allowed me is the opportunity to reimagine, reinvent my goals. And for me, I, I just want to make a difference in the world, you know? I just want to be able to help people. And I get to do that on a daily basis. The other thing I want to do is I want to be an incredible father. And I think that I've done that. I want to travel the world, and I've started to do that. You know, for me, uh, I get to live that way. And um, for so many people around me, in in my friends and the people I surround myself with, like, they're living their dreams and their goals. And it's just so amazing to see that. And on this 4th of July... That's all I can think about is freedom, right? Freedom. It it means I don't have to drink or do drugs today. It means that I get to really go for what I want in life. It means that I don't have to sell out on myself. I don't have to listen to others, right? Like, we're we're all on this earth. We're all humans, and, and no one's better or worse than anyone else, right? We're all here. We're all a family. You know, and and we might have difference in opinions and we might have different views on things and political ideas. But damn, man, we're all here on this earth together. So let's let's just help each other out. Right. Like, let's be nice to each other. See, this is a dream and this is a goal of mine, because when I was younger, I was on a playground and I got bullied and I didn't like it and I felt bad. And so I started to think that people didn't like me and that people were out to get me. And I, and I, and I go through life with that idea and I, I make that a reality, right? I'm driving down the freeway. Somebody cuts me off. What do I do? I flip them off. I yell some shit at them, you know? And, and today what I would love to see is, you know, we, we just... We just reach out to each other and help each other out, right? A good friend of mine, Pete, says all the time, he says that, you know, everyone's fighting a battle that we know nothing about. You know? And it's so absolutely true. You know, how many people around us are hurting, truly hurting? How many people around us legit just need a hug? Just need somebody to say, hey, are you okay? So they they could spill their guts because they're not really okay. You know, and, and we have the freedom to do that. We have the freedom today to make this world a better place. And it starts with our actions. It starts with what we do and how we do it. Yes, I'm here to talk about sobriety. This is the Sober Life Audio Experience. This is a podcast about sobriety, but it goes way beyond that, right? Like, I'm sober today, and as a sober man, I get to be an example for others. I get to talk about real shit. I get to encourage. I get to live into my dream and my goals and be the person I want to be. And I don't have to be worried about other people, whether they like it or not. Like, I just get to be, and I get to help others to realize what their dreams and their goals and their vision is, and that they get to live into that vision because guess what? Like, if, if somebody hasn't told you, here's a secret. 
you can be whoever you want to be in this world and you can do whatever it is that you want to do in this world. You absolutely can. And if anyone ever tells you that they can't, it's because somebody told them that they can't. And they believe that to be true. But the truth is, is we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all have the same time in a day. We all have the same opportunity. Now, we may not have the same access to resources, right? Some of us have been born with the silver spoon. Some of us have been born in the ghettos, right? There is a difference in access to resources that we have, but we all have the freedom to do whatever it is that we want to do in this world within the legalities of society. Let me just throw out that disclaimer, right? I don't want anyone going out there to just start beating people up with baseball bats, right? But you, you, but you, I mean, technically you can do that if that's what you wanted to do. Now, we all have the freedom to do and be what we want. And I think that's so important because some of us, myself included, have sold out on that idea. I sold out on myself. And when I got sober, I realized that I had been lying to myself for so long and that the truth have, has always been there. It's always been here in my chest. It's always been in my heart. I go back to when I was a kid before society got their hands on me, before I was so influenced by my parents, my teachers, my peers, my friends, my family, society, before I was so influenced by them, before my ideas and my morals and my values and my ethics were molded by other people, right? Before that, before when I got to make decisions on my own, when I wanted to to do this, I did that. And when I wanted to go here, I, I went there. Back when I had real freedom, when I was a kid, right? I go back there. If you ever look at children, and I have two, I have two amazing, wonderful children, and I oftentimes just watch them play, take them to the playground, see them interacting with with other children, and I, I sit back and I watch them. They don't care who's watching them. They don't care if they got dirt on their face. They don't care what you think about what they're doing. They're not asking your permission, right? Like my kids just, they just have fun. They're laughing, they're enjoying it. And and they're just being real and raw, right? When my daughter falls down, she cries. And she's not afraid to cry, Why would she be? No one has told her yet not to cry. When my son is upset and he's nine years old and he cries, I don't have the right to tell him, hey, don't cry. Boys, don't cry. Just because somebody told me that. Like my kids really just live life to their fullest. They're not concerned with outside influences. I think they care what I think and they care what I say. But ultimately they they don't care if 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 I thought they were being silly. They're not self-conscious, right? They just are who they are. 
And it's so wonderful to see that. And I'm blessed because I get a reminder on a daily basis when I look at them that I get to be that way too. That I get to cry when I'm sad. And I get to laugh when I'm happy. And if I fall down, it's okay to cry. And that I don't have to be concerned with what other people are saying or what other people think about me. Or if I'm being politically correct, or if I hurt somebody else's feelings, right? Obviously, I need to be aware. I need to be aware of what I'm doing, right? Because I don't want to hurt anyone. And I think for, you know, my kids don't want to hurt anyone. They just love others, too. My daughter goes up to strangers on a daily basis and hugs them. And says, what's your name? I love you. And I look around at adults and we can, there can be a bunch of strangers in a room all staring at their phone, scared to interact with each other because they don't know each other. And they're scared to say hi or hello or introduce themselves. Because somewhere along the line, somebody told them, you don't do that. I put my daughter in that same room and she's going up to every single person. What's your name? What are you doing? Right? She's curious. She's not embarrassed. She doesn't care if you like her or not. That's freedom. That's what freedom really looks like. Kids. Next time you're around kids, I invite you, just just watch them. Just look at how they are. And and then and then remember how you used to be. Right? I used to be happy like that. I used to go through life and uh and, and hug strangers and uh and ask people their names. What happened? Shit, we know what happened. Life happened. People happened. Outside influences happened. Society and our parents and, and all that happens. But today, what I know to be true is that I have the freedom to be just as free as I was when I was a child. So on this 4th of July, when you guys are going out there into the world and you're going to your 4th of July parties and, uh, and you're uh, with your family and your friends and you're hanging out and you're doing horseshoes and you're eating hot dogs or you're watching baseball or whatever it is today. Like I strongly, like I strongly invite you to be more childish. And I don't mean goofy and, 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 and immature. I mean love more. Judge less. And give hugs to strangers. Because you have that freedom. As do I. As we all do. To be whatever we want to be. And to do whatever it is that we want to do. So with that being said, let me get off of here. Because I've ranted for far too long. And it seems... Like I may have upset some people. And I'm okay with that. Listen, the point of this whole show today was was to really come on and talk about freedom and what that means. Right? Sober or not sober. 
in in recovery or not in recovery we still have the freedom we still have that we can be who we want to be and do what we want to do and we can love a lot more and judge a lot less thank you for tuning in to another episode of the sober life audio experience this has been a great show have a great week bye